If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only d snyder hey david great to meet you uh great to be here as we said we got on the morning after doll is in the house it is the morning after like has it sunken in you know fresh off your mass singer elimination how are you um, I'm, I'm, uh, well, I'm glad to give people the opportunity to see that this is what my hair looks like, not the nutty professor that when you take the damn mask off, it's like you've been under a mask, I had a helmet on, and also my hair's everywhere, I'm sweating, makeup's worn off. So it's like, this is not my best look, and Gail King's body's still on me. I mean, but listen, you are a multi-platinum singer, songwriter, you've traveled all over the world on your own and with Twisted Sister, like, how did this compare to like other things that you've done in your career? Very, very different. And, you know, and, and, I'm, and I've been doing interviews and trying to impress upon the audience, uh, appreciate the performers. It is really disorienting. It is almost like a sensory deprivation experience when, they, when you get in. Some of these costumes are, are, are unwieldy. Like I said, Gail King's body, a giant head. And I had on seven inch pumps. Uh, which was my idea, because I used to wear them back being the D back in the day. But I forgot, oh, yeah, but you're not just going to be in a pair of spandex, you know, running around a stage. You're going to have this big, giant head and a, and a, and a view. It was like a, a little area like this that you're looking at. I couldn't see my feet. So it's very difficult. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine it's difficult. Did you at least have some fun? It seemed like you were having fun up there. Well, that's, you know, I mean, that is the magic of life, of performing. It's our job. We're not supposed to look like we're miserable. We're supposed to look like, you know, and, and this goes for performing in general, you know, and believe me, I'm not griping about my life choice, you know, uh, you know, but what you, if you make it to the level where you get the tour and it's night after night and you're singing 25 songs a night and you're doing it and you're doing it well, you're doing it right. It's at the end of your show, you feel pretty beaten up because you just gave your all. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, but that's what, and for the next night, that new audience deserves the best you, you got. So as tough as it was wearing those shoes and that head and that Gail King body, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I want to give people a great show and I want people to have fun. And uh, I would never, ever show that I'm, I'm dying in here. I'm dying in here. <laughs> Well, you are a true performer. I know you guys, like even in the beginning with Twisted Sister, before you guys broke out, you really were touring nonstop, performing night after night. You know, it really was that third album. I mean, we're not going to take it. We saw you sing that at the end of your elimination. I want to rock. That really like elevated you to the stratosphere. Like what was it like, you know, like in the height of the 80s when you guys were everywhere and touring and everyone wanted a piece of you? You know, first of all, I just want to say that 
singing where I could take it spontaneously. That was a not so subtle protest on my part. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not so, I'm not gonna take it. Anyway, um, you can't put the you can't put the mask back on, unfortunately. Um, you know what I mean? It's like being shot out of a cannon. You know, you think you're prepared. You said Twisted was together for 10 years before we broke. We played thousands of shows and clubs and bars and little theaters and things. Uh, but still, it's when it happens, it's like this other level of uh, of just recognition and acceptance. And, you know, and my wife was my wife's writing her memoirs. But in my wife's life. I'm a footnote. Literally, it's like, oh yeah, she was married to this guy in a band. I mean, she, her, she, I mean, when people see her book, uh, it's it's going to blow their minds. But she she, right. was in her, she was writing just about seeing just the way we were treated and 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 idolized and and just like people just bending over to just to do anything you want, any way you want. Uh, you, you you really are. They do indulge your eccentricities when you're when you make it the big time. Anything you crazy. I don't like green M and M's. Well, you will never see another green M and M as long as you live. You know. Was that the biggest eccentricity you had? Like, did you have what was your number one rider thing where you're like looking back and you're like, man, that was high maintenance. I used to. You couldn't look at me. It was very. You couldn't watch me during sound check. So I would have them empty the arena. And by empty, I mean that there wasn't open yet. So that meant the vendors, security, everybody, the guy cleaning the bathrooms, they had to re re go outside in the winter. They weren't allowed to hear my precious boy. I, I promise you people, I'm much more. I got knocked down off my pedestal. I've been humbled. I lost everything. I'm a better man for it. So, But yeah, I look back and go, man, what an a-hole. Wow. I was an a-hole. <laughs> You're like, everybody get out of the arena. This is only for, you know, tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, listen, we got to see you on 80s night. You sang, I mean, I am a huge Duran Duran fan. We saw you sing You're Hungry Like the Wolf. I know you're also a Duran Duran fan. You know, what, you know, it, it is music, is rock and roll dead today? You know, like, is it really just back to the 80s and the pop and the greatness? Like, I'm I'm kind of biased when it comes to 80s music. I think it's the best genre. You know, where do you think the music business is today compared to well, the 80s? I, well, I did, well I, before I answer that question, I want to say that getting a chance to sing it's a guilty pleasure to sing Don't You Forget About Me. Uh, back in the 80s, I couldn't admit I liked that song because I was heavy metal, you know, and I was an a-hole, you know, but but I always loved that song. So that was the one I really was excited to get to sing. No, you know, I mean, sadly, there's some very irresponsible people out there. I don't want to name names, Gene Simmons, uh, who say the rock is dead. It's not dead. What's changed is the way it is um, uh, distrib distributed, is the word I'm looking for, to the public. Now it's so target marketed. You don't know about a band unless you're a fan of the genre. You know, I, I fortunately have had my children who are grown now, but taking me to festivals and shows. And I've seen the heavy metal bands and you go and his bands, I've never heard their names. And there'll be 10, 15,000 kids there singing every word and lose, lose their minds. I go, why do I know about this band? Well, because it's no longer an MTV. It's no longer billboards. It's a, it's a little, oh, you like that kind of music? Well, you're going to get a little ad on your Facebook page, pop-up, a little pop. And so it's, it, rock stars are gone. In order to be a rock star, you need to, it needs to be an ubiquity where everybody knows you. 
you know, I was in on Melrose Avenue and this this black guy just jumped out of his car and he said he was like, Oh my god, dude. He, he and he was like, I'm I, you know, and he was just he goes, you know, I mean, he says, I'm never a fan of rock and roll, but I used to see you on MTV and I um, and you inspired me and I'm in the business now and I'm not doing heavy metal, but you were the, re and I was like, I'm getting chills now because, you know, the fact that it would cross over, you know, MTV didn't just play heavy metal. They played hip hop, they played pop. And so you saw all those bands, you were exposed to all those bands. It doesn't happen anymore. Well, that's why you love Don't You Forget About Me, which is also a great song. I mean, yes. do you like, you know, like, look at like Flowers by Miley Cyrus just broke all records, you know, like Rihanna. Like, is there any like the, Shawn Mendes, like, do you like any of the new non-rock music that's out there these days? I've got, okay, I'm going to tell you a secret. All right. On my phone, I've got a playlist. It says, these fun. And it's all non-metal songs. It's all the songs that you wouldn't think Beyonce and and, and Katy Perry, and uh, you would never think that these Snyder would have. And it's just an upbeat pop. Like, because I'm a metal, I am put people. I am a metal guy. I am. I love heavy. Still love heavy metal. And this is. But every now and then, you know, you just want to just throw on some pink or you know, or, 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 or Christina Aguilera, whatever, as I've got this D's fun list. Yeah, it's all on there. So on D's fun list, we have Katy Perry, we have Beyonce. <laughs> yes, yes. All these huge songs. You got, I got uh, Ricky, what's the, I've got, you know, Living La Vida Locus on. I mean, I'm going back. I'm going back. It's, I, you know, yeah. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shapes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order that's 310nutrition.com and use code velvet row what's the most annoying thing for you about cooking at home because for me it's pans that stick i have no time to be cleaning a bunch of pans but listen here's the deal there's a lot of pans out there that don't stick right well i never thought about it before but recently you know guys you guys know i'm super health conscious it came to my attention that most traditional non-stick pans are made with plastic coatings that can turn toxic with heat no thanks but that's the great thing about green pan. Forget the plastic coating. They introduced the world to ceramic nonstick cookware that have over 100 
150 patents to prove it. They're the leaders in creating cookware without harmful toxins. But let me also tell you, the pans look high-end, they feel high-end. I mean, and that's important too, right? They have cookware collections. They also carry kitchen appliances like slow cookers and waffle makers, bakeware. And for me, now I can sleep at night because I mean, harmful toxins related to my cooking and cookware, no thanks. Listen, it's 2023. Are you still cooking with pans made out of plastic? Head to greenpan.us and use promo code VELVET and you'll receive 30% off your entire order plus free shipping on orders over $99. That's right, 30% off. When you buy one pan or a whole set, that's 30% off. So head to greenpan.com and make sure to use our promo code VELVET. I'm always hiring as this podcast continues to grow and grow. Graphic designers, editors, marketing, advertising, PR. You know that saying it takes a village? Well, it's true. The only place I go to hire is Indeed. I found that Indeed is where I can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. What I love is, I mean, I have no time and you guys know this. I don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with all the right skills. I just go to Indeed. Their Indeed instant match is freaking awesome. They do assessments of candidates, set up virtual interviews. Do you hate waiting as much as I do? I found that the moment I sponsor a job, I start to find quality candidates who actually match what I'm looking for. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. So visit Indeed.com slash velvet to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash velvet. And let me say it one more time, Indeed.com slash velvet. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I love it. Well, listen, we did see you wear the high heels again on The Mass Singer. You know, like, listen, back in the day, like you had the eyeshadow, you had the rouge. I mean, do you, you really, I'm a card carrying member of the LGBTQ community. Like you were a huge, you know, before it was en vogue to be representing anything. I mean, I know you're a straight man married to your wife since 1981, but I mean, you really were, do you consider yourself like one of the first quote unquote drag queens? I mean, it was underground in LA and New York. Thank you and for everything. appreciating it. Thank you for appreciating it. Um, it's, you know, uh, as a matter of fact, RuPaul's drag race wanted me, celebrity drag race wanted me on. I said, I should be a judge. I've, I've, I've wore the, the, the slap for years. I mean, you know, and, and let me tell you, you know, I mean, I am a huge supporter of your community. Um, I know that they're uh, want to use when they're going to take it as their battle cry, and I've given them my my deep blessing uh, because you know I've walked in the heels and I've been on the receiving end, and you know, and um, and I would get in fights every night in you know, in these bars and stuff like that. People were upset with how I was dressing and looking. So, and I'm like, oh, like, what's your deal? Like, you know, I should be I can look any way I want to look. And you know you're you know well, you're a fag. What if I am? What if I am? You know it, it, you know it, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm not, and convince you that oh I'm heterosexual so you shouldn't worry about it. No, so yeah I've been I've been a supporter of the cause and the community and I've had so many gay people, trans people, uh, uh, come up to me uh, and just shake my hand and thank me. I, I I had a guy come up to me at an appearance. He was in tears. I had a book out called The Teenage Survival Guide. And he said, you were the first person who said it was okay to be gay to me. I read your book and you said, it's okay. You know, and he said, and what that meant to me as a kid, nobody was saying that to me. So I'm I'm proud to, if, if I inspired anybody, helped anybody, and I will continue. And right now, this is a pivotal time right now. You know, I couldn't, 
I don't, I don't know if they pass a law in Texas and Florida, but the laws they want, uh, I wouldn't be allowed to perform in Texas. You know, I got arrested in Texas and shows were canceled and protested by religious groups, but now they don't want to allow, if a man's wearing women's makeup, they can't perform, you know? So that's crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. I mean, and I think We're Not Gonna Take It is the song for them to use. And I'm so glad because that is the right group to be using that song. The the gun, uh, they, so, um, guns, people fighting, looking for, for intelligent gun control. And I'm a gun guy. My wife says I have too many guns. But I said, absolute blessing. We need intelligent gun control. That's These are the causes that I want to see use a song. QAnon uses a song. And it's very upsetting to me. And I won't try and stop them because that censorship can't do that. But I will speak out against it and say, I do not stand with those people. I do not stand with the January 6th people. I do not stand with the Trumpers. And they're all using where I'm going to take it. So it's it's strange, interesting to see the interpretation that some people put into those words. Yeah. Well, speaking of censorship, which I know you're against, I mean, you know, 1984, the PMRC with Tipper Gore, I mean, you were there like on, you know, the Congress floor, you know, did you realize like what, how, just what a big deal that was at the time, you know, hindsight's 2020. No, I mean, um, you know, we were on tour. Like I said, we had religious groups picketing our shows and down in the Bible belt. And, but it just seemed, Hey, rock, it's rock and roll. And the PMRC thing was going on and they wanted to censor music and, you know, and then they asked me if I would come and testify. And I said, hell yeah. You know, I mean, some, I, I felt like I was being asked to carry the flag into battle, you know, represent uh, the people, you know, the community, the rock community. And I went and, you know, when I got to Washington and saw the maelstrom of worldwide media and the protests and the craziness going on and, and people, you know, you, you see those Senate hearings, it's, it's pretty intense in that packed room. And what you're facing is not just this dais of senators up there, but there's this phalanx of cameras and reporters sitting on the floor right in front of you. And they're just, you know, every word, everything you're saying is being documented for posterity. Thankfully, I didn't embarrass myself. <laughs> I didn't embarrass myself. It's actually a graphic novel coming out uh, in June on Z2 uh, Comics called He's Not Going to Take It. And it's it's not just about the Senate hearings. It's about my road. Like they, they wanted to explore in a graphic novel form. How did you, why you? How did it get to be you? And it's literally started when I'm in the cradle and sort of followed how this unpopular outcast sort of, you know, re rebellious kid wound up becoming this voice for a generation, for multiple generations. So, uh, so you can look for that, actually. He's not going to take it in June. That's amazing. I mean, look, I mean, Prince was affected by that. Madonna. I mean, you really were there for all of these other artists. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen was on the list. I'm on fire, I think, was the song. I mean, they were really, it, was, it wasn't just heavy metal. It was the, the, across the gambit. It was it was black. It was white. It was, you know, it was uh, pop. It was heavy metal. It was crazy. Did you know Madonna back in the day? Like, did you guys cross paths? I mean, you look at, she's going out like on a multi-city national tour now. No, I've never ran into Madonna. Michael Jackson, yes. Uh, Madonna, no. I don't think I, I don't think I would, you know, I don't think she would deign to acknowledge a D Snyder and, you know, the heavy metal guy in me back then, 
She's not, by the way, she's not on my fun list. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any Madonna songs on my D's fun playlist. Beyonce, yes. Madonna, no. Yeah. Pink, Katy Perry, Christina. You know, by the way, I want to point out that, uh, you know, have you seen the uh, the meme that says, I remember when Lady Gaga was D. Snyder? Uh, there's a meme out there. Yeah, and Christina Aguilera got the D. Snyder treatment, too, and uh, Lady Marmalade. I mean, I have seen that, like, and that was one of, do you think like a, you know, Lady Gaga, especially, like, do you think she kind of owes the D. Snyder something? I haven't run into late uh, to Gaga yet. And, um, you know, and she, I know she's a metalhead. I know she's a heavy metal fan. I know she's from New York. There's no way you could be a fan of metal, be that sort of, you know, flamboyant and, uh, and, and also be from New York where I'm from, uh, that you can't, couldn't have been a Twisted Sister fan at some point. So I'm sure I'm going to run into one of these days. And, you know, and I love what she does. Again, I love anybody who's just acting out, acting up, you know, making a statement, being bold, you know, you know let's, let's not just go quietly into the night. Nobody should go quietly into the night. Totally. Well, listen, The Masked Singer is not the first, you know, celebrity reality TV competition you've been a part of. You were on Celebrity Apprentice. Like, what was that like? I've been, I just want to say, I, to, I've been on so many, every pretty much every show with celebrity in it. Yes. Uh, I, I, one, one time this guy came up to me in the streets and he goes, oh, Andy Snyder, man, I saw you on Celebrity. I said, Apprentice? He said, no. I said, I said, uh, uh, wait a minute, celebrity Brenton? No. Uh, celebrity ghost stories? No. Celebrity duets? No. I was going to run down the list, and he goes, no, celebrity home for the holidays. I said, man, I've been on way too many celebrities. <laughs> home for the holidays? Come on, with Al Roker. Uh, but uh, yeah, Celebrity Apprentice, uh, you know, that I thought Celebrity Apprentice was a tough show. And I used to say to people, you don't appreciate just how hard that show is. Those boardrooms that you see for 20 minutes, they're two, three hours with no air conditioning. Wow. Wearing gowns and and suits and jackets. Okay, so, I mean, so I said, you don't know, but I thought that was tough. Mask Singer puts that to shame. Mask Singer is a very tough show. Adding those costumes and that mask is just ups the game, you know, ups the ante, so to speak, and really makes it tough. Do you like reality TV? I mean, you also had your own show growing up twisted. And are you shocked at what reality TV is? Like you look at the Kardashians, Housewives. I mean, it's huger than life now. You know, I've done a lot of it uh, and uh, too much. It was, um, I had a celebrity roast a few years ago and Zach Wilde, the guitar player from Ozzy Osbourne band said, D, this isn't a roast. It's an intervention. You got to stop doing celebrity TV. Uh, so it's a reality TV. Um, you know what? What really is great, and I've said so many people counsel with me. Uh, they call me up and say, because you know I seem reasonably intelligent, and ask me. I say, look, if you would like people to know more about you than your persona, if you want, that Gilbert Gottfried called me up and said, you know, D, and he, he was may you rest in peace. He was not like that off the air. I said, do you want people to know Gilbert Gottfried at home that you're married, you got kids? You want to show that? I said, you can actually pretend you're Gilbert Godfrey all the time if you want as well. But for me, it was very important. I wanted people to know there was more to me than just a face full of makeup and a bloody bone in my hand and a screaming face. I wanted people to know because I do more than that. You know, I've been on Broadway. I do radio. I do TV. I'm directing a movie. I got my first fiction novel coming out on May 22nd. 
called Frats, by the way. It's on Red, Red Penguin Publishing. I've been writing for decades now, and I'm, I'm hitting my stride with that. So I'm direct, like I said, directing a movie now. So uh, I, I wanted people to know more about me. Reality TV is great for that. It is. Well, listen, you're going to have to have a book tour when the book comes out. What about, you know, I know you just reunited with Twisted Sister for like the Metal Hall of Fame. What about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Like the Go-Go's are finally in, Blondie, Duran. We had all these. What about Twisted Sister? I don't think that we will get the nod. Uh, you know, um, first of all, unless, you know, the the maybe the fan nod at some point, you know. And that's, I don't, Rock and Roll of Fame is very dismissive of a lot of things. It's the people who are handling it or just uh, this arrogance, you know, is, is John Warner or whatever his name is from Rolling Stone magazine, the editor and all his close circle of pet friends. And I know who those people are and they're elitists. And, you know, and even the idea that they had a, a fan voted category, that was so they didn't say that I picked as Priest. I recognize Judith Priest. I recognize Kiss. I recognize those bands. So, you know, as long as they're alive and running things, uh, but they're all really old. So I don't know if I'll outlive them or they'll outlive me. But uh, when they die and new people come in, maybe some new blood, which will. And the thing that they're missing is, uh, you know, that record sales say something about an important. It means it meant something to people. And there are bands that they've been ignoring for years that have sold hundreds of millions of records and they are but they're not contained to be cool you know uh velvet underground who went cardboard with their for with their album i mean they sold nothing but they're they are in the rock and roll hall of fame but then you'll get you know uh you'll get bands like thin lizzy or journey or and journey might be in at this point but there's so many bands sticks they don't get acknowledged and they've sold so many records it's about fans you know, it should be about the fans. It's not just about what you think is cool. It's about what people like. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, as we wrap up, I have thoroughly enjoyed watching you on The Masked Singer. I was so thrilled to see it was you. You have one of the only ones that have completely stumped the judges. Jenny McCarthy is so good at guessing. You have stumped everyone. Do you think, I mean, you're doing, you have all these projects, you're doing your own music, I know, but like, do you think you would ever retour with Twisted Sister for like a limited date run after? I mean, you guys just performed together at the Metal Hall of Fame. You know, I, I'm, I've been very outspoken to people who retire and then they come out of retirement uh, and then they, you know, or they say they're retiring and they change their mind or the kiss forever retirement farewell tour that's gone on for 20 years now okay and i say that's not cool stay forever never leave us you're welcome to stay forever you know metallica says they're not retiring never leave but don't sell me a no more tour shirt and at, a, at, a, at an exorbitant price and then three or four years later come back so i said we were retired Swiss is retired. You know, I like I said, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame doing a few songs. We all love each other. J Jimmy Fallon said, hey, would you come on and do one I could take it? Or a Christmas, Twisted Christmas song. Yeah, man, that's fun. Go out and tour, 25 songs. I'm, I'm, really, try I want, I'm really trying to walk away, but they keep pulling me back in. You know, so I got to keep my hair looking nice uh, at all times uh, and, uh, and always keep it on my head. You know, one of the secrets of that, by the way, is marry your hairdresser. Uh, so you know, hey, your hair looks great. I married my hairdresser. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't see Twisted uh, doing reunion tour. And I'm really, I don't see myself recording any more music. 
really, I, I've got the book, I've got the direction, I do radio still, I'm doing all those things. Really want to get more behind the scenes. Yeah, I ain't getting any younger, man. <laughs> I ain't getting any younger. <laughs> well, like I said, there needs to be a book tour when the book comes out. You know, again, this has been great. I'm so thrilled to see that you were in the doll costume. You know, you have been guest on this show so many times. It was finally you. And I really, really appreciate your time. I've This has been great. I'm a huge fan of the 80s music, yours, and, you know, thank just you. everything. Pretty, thank you very much. I just want to say about the guessing. The people were firing off, you know, hey, that's you in the doll costume. I said, you've guessed that every three times already. You just keep this from every time it's like somebody rocks. Like, it's Dee Snyder. I said, yeah, I saw, I was, I said, I was shocked. When they didn't even guess my name, because I came up when Johnny Rotten was on, they picked, they said, oh, it's Steve Snyder. So they, you know, certainly they know who I am, but they didn't figure me out. So it was great. It was fun. I'm glad everybody liked it. And it was great talking to you. You too. Thank you so much for your time and have a great day. Pleasure. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.